You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things monoculture. I'm your host, Mindy Chang. And thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're taking care of yourselves. We're day 1130 of COVID-19, the new normal, if you will. And um, yeah, it's definitely been a roller coaster ride for all of us. And I hope that you are doing everything you can to take care of yourselves. And that, my friends, is my segue into this episode because... Uh, I felt like doing a solo one. I've been having some really, really amazing guests, and I hope that you are enjoying these really incredible conversations that I'm lucky to have and put out into the universe on uh, self-care and on leadership, on the political arena. Uh, there's so many things that are under the microscope right now and being evaluated, so it's been really therapeutic and wonderful for me to have these conversations with such amazing friends um, to get to know their thoughts and to share them with all of you. And it's really great to hear the feedback. So shout out to everyone who's been sending messages and and DMs and um, emails of appreciation. It's so great. And I don't know, I'm feeling some really good energy in terms of growth, in terms of this content, in terms of the vision for the future, what what we can continue to build and feeling more confident in building a community around this. I genuinely just didn't really think I'd really ever be here. But uh, who knew? You know, I didn't even think I'd have merch. And there that is. Sidebar, if you want merch, I still have stickers available. You can find photos of that on my Instagram at First of All Pod. But anyways, back to um, what this episode is about. I was actually inspired in a very organic way by a new song that I kind of fell in love with and I've been listening to a little bit obsessively for the last week or so. And uh, I mean, it's just about as bubblegum pop mainstream as you can get. It's the song Stuck With You by Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. But two very talented individuals. I mean, their voices are just like butter. Oh my God. It's right out the gate. You just hear Ariana do her little, her little like, hey, you know, I'm Ariana. (laughs) I can't even imitator um and her little laugh and she's just she's she's lovely and there's something very magnetic about her voice but anyway um just really was feeling the song it was sweet it's so romantic and lovely and just a nice little oasis and a little vacation from all of the chaos i've been taking walks and it was just really nice to enjoy the sunshine and enjoy ariana and justin i don't know but um this song is I'm pretty sure is very coronavirus inspired. It is about a couple who is stuck together and reveling in it and just being in love and being so into each other that they're like, throw away the key, lock the door, throw away the key. I'm here with you. I'm stuck with you. And I love it. And it's just very sweet. I'm a total sucker for good love songs. But it was part of this process and this practice that I've been doing uh, throughout this this particular chapter of my life that I wanted to share. And I, the song, honestly, 
it was just cute and adorable, but I thought it would be a good jumping off point because I was inspired to sing this song to myself. So this is yet another episode and uh, another deep dive into the self-love paradigm or the self-love mindset and practice that has become very much a focal point of my life and discussion amongst friends and just my personal perspective and things that I've been doing because more and more people have been asking me about it and I just thought I'd share on my own podcast. Who knew? Um, so I, I, it'd be really, I, I just want to share a few of the lyrics. Like I, I probably cannot play the song because of copyright. I hope this doesn't even get, I, I don't know. What is life? I'm sure there's like some AI robot that's following me around. And if I'm reciting the lyrics from Ariana and Justin's song that I'm somehow going to get dinged or like there's some lawsuit pending, but I'm not like, whatever. Anyway, this is how my brain works. Excuse me. Um, but it's just the cute lyrics where, Ariana starts off singing, I'm not one to stick around. One strike and you're out, baby. Don't care if I sound crazy, but you never let me down. That's why when the sun's up, I'm staying, still laying in your bed singing. Got all this time on my hands. Might as well cancel our plans. I could stay here for a lifetime. So lock the door and throw out the key. Can't fight this no more. It's just you and me. And there's nothing, nothing that I can do. I'm stuck with you, stuck with you, stuck with you. So go ahead and drive me insane. Baby, run your mouth. I still wouldn't change. Being stuck with you, stuck with you, stuck with you. I'm stuck with you, stuck with you, stuck with you. And so that's just Ariana's part. I mean, go look, listen to the song. It's so sweet. I'm like totally pushing this new song that they're going to monetize and make a buttload of money off because I'm going to get more listeners for them. But you probably already heard it. Um, But it's just really sweet. You know, it's just her saying, you're so wonderful. I'm stuck with you and I love it. And it's this larger concept that I've been dealing with and kind of really kind of dived into in my previous episodes about being alone, um, dealing with a breakup that I've been going through. You know, I broke up with my ex in December and have gone through that whole reckoning and that whole painful process of becoming a solo human being again, being an independent woman, um, dealing with loneliness and dealing with myself in so many ways. And I, if you are interested in that, there's way more that I can speak on that in uh, those episodes, being alone um, and coping with quarantine and all that stuff in that vein. But this one's really kind of talking about the self-love, this one component of a practice that I've done in learning how to care about myself. And I think that it's actually really relevant because to a large degree, most people are shut off from socializing. They're shut off from others. And there is, whether you're completely solo um, or just with your family or even in a relationship, there's more time for self. And I think that there's no better time or challenge for us to learn how to actually love ourselves. So this one thing that I was doing was singing love songs to myself. And I know that that sounds very woo-woo and spiritual, but you know what? It's what I've been doing. And you know what? It's been working. So I just wanted to put this out there as general sharing and a challenge because um, the first time I ever sang a love song to myself was actually years ago, probably my last major breakup, which was over five years ago. Um, but... 
it was just in this moment of complete sadness and despair and loneliness and pain that I just wanted somebody to be there for me, namely the person that I had lost, my my ex at the time and my ex currently. I was just missing so much of the comfort that I got from, you know, being held and being loved and being told that I'm beautiful or just feeling validated, you know, and um, recognizing through this whole process how much I have sought that validation from external external factors, whether that's another person, which has been a very significant part of my life, um, seeking the attention of men, uh, from romance, from significant others, but also from my own family, from friends, from Instagram, from work, from achievements, just really needing those those little badges or those little dopamine kicks of feeling better because somebody else is telling me that I'm worth their time or worth their attention or worth their admiration, right? Um, So I, I don't remember specifically how or when it came into my consciousness, the idea of sing yourself a love song, because what we're all seeking is that validation and and that we are the main person that is with us. We are stuck with ourselves and we are the common denominator that will be with ourselves and be walking through the good, the bad, the ugly, the painful, um, the joyful, all of it. The only person that we will always have is ourselves. And it's just such a it's such a mind-boggling, simple thing to direct that attention, that joy, and that those butterflies and that feeling of gratitude and that feeling of joy that we feel when we're in love with someone else to try to direct that back to ourselves and see how that feels and see if that feels uncomfortable and weird and foreign and alien, which it definitely did for me. Um, But learning how, if, you know, if in theory we love somebody else and we have all these emotions and these intense feelings and these intense Um, desire to express gratitude and admiration and appreciation for someone else through a love song? What if we could direct that back to ourselves? So I remember doing it years and years ago, and the concept was just so funny that I was like, this just might work. And I'm always down for something like that. I mean, I'm an artist, everybody. You know, (laughs) I'm an actor. I'm a thespian. I, I, I love to get into that abstract space and see what the practical utility of it is. And if somebody's recommending like, hey, try singing a love song to yourself, go for it. And I think it was probably a John Legend song. Over time, I have repeatedly sung All of uh, All of Me by John Legend. And I've sung that to myself. And every time I start weeping, um, I was doing it during my miracle mornings, even when I was dating Kenji and when I had... A relationship. I was still trying to practice that self-love, but it became so much more relevant and so much more helpful and necessary for me in being alone. So when I heard the song stuck with you, um, it really struck a nerve because the the reality is that we are stuck inside. We are stuck with ourselves. So in a literal sense, um, we are locked in. And we are not, if you're practicing social distancing and healthy practices, you should not be socializing or gathering in groups, <clears throat> Wisconsin. But um, yeah, we're we're stuck with ourselves. And so just accepting the fact that I will be walking with myself. And so I would really love for me to truly love myself, to be my own best friend and 
appreciate myself the same way that I have gladly, generously given that love to others in my life. Um, and to feel that that level of in love feeling. And I just really equate, the more I step back from my own emotions and take a look at them, the more I really think of in love just feeling like super, 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 super gratitude. You just feel so happy and so lucky to have found somebody so wonderful to shed all this light on and to shine and pour all of this affection on. It just feels so good because they're so wonderful and they bring you so much joy and just thinking about them. I mean, it's the drug, right? It is the dopamine of all and the serotonin, all the, the, the drugs that the neurotransmitters in our brains that get fired off when we're in that enamored phase. And could we feel that way towards ourselves? And I really wanted to practice that. I really wanted to take something abstract as self-love and put it into an actionable thing to do and see what the results could be. So yeah, I've been singing myself love songs. That's the long and short of it. Um, That's the explanation of how I got there and how it's become more of a regular thing. And not every love song is applicable. There's some that are like, you know, uber sexual or whatever. But even then, like there's ways I think you can just get creative and see how you can really learn how to appreciate yourself in this format. So that's just like a suggestion. This is like a practice that I have been applying more and more to myself. And I think when I think of loving somebody It's not just the butterflies. It's not just like, oh my God, you're so pretty and you're so like, you know, you're so attractive and you're so perfect. And it's not that. Like I actually really look at love in the truest sense. How do I think of love in the biblical sense, right? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not boast. It does not keep record of wrongs. So essentially that love is generous and that it's gentle and that it's loving and it's caring and it's forgiving. It's all those things. And When I've been able to do that to people that I love, people who have hurt me, people who have wronged me and um, disappointed me, pissed me off, that I've been able to get over those things and forgive them, um, to still look at them through loving eyes and appreciate them and, and give them credit where credit's due and have grace for them and have just unconditional appreciation, even though that they are just as flawed of a human being as I am. Um, that's a version of love that I really, you know, in the greatest sense of love of the word, I've aspired to practice. And that comes from like my faith and like, you know, the faith that I, the religion that I used to participate in, but the faith in God and the faith in love being a force of good, a force that can conquer all. Um, It is the ultimate thing to aspire to be and to have is love. What does that actually look like in practice? When you love somebody, what what do you do? You know, is it sacrificial? Yeah, sometimes it means setting aside your pride or your ego, being able to see beyond the direct, you know, yucky feeling that you might have in a temporary sense if your pride is bruised or if your ego is jeopardized, um, to see past that, to really care about the, that person above yourself. And that is, again, beyond romantic love that I think that goes to family, that goes to friends. When I think of people that I love and that I appreciate, you know, I'm just so grateful they're alive. And 
yeah, you could sit there and catalog all of their faults. They do have them. They're not, no one's perfect, but just to appreciate them regardless. I think that's such a great feeling. You know, it's such a wonderful state of being to have love for somebody else. So when I want to apply that love back to myself, I really do want to have grace for myself. I want to have forgiveness. I want to have acceptance. And that has been very, very, very difficult for me. And the reality is through therapy and through journaling and through just quiet by myself, through meditation, through having all this alone time um, and carving out more alone time because I've still been incredibly busy with work and with collaboration and um, my startup and things like that to carve out time, even that action of carving out time to think about my own self, to think about my soul, and to think about the ways that I am existing in this lifetime on this planet. How do I want to? How do I want it to go from here? Uh, that's an act of love. Giving myself space to think and 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 space to breathe and space to be myself and to accept myself and to discover myself. I mean, that's also in the romantic sense. Again, it's just a great parallel. When you're falling in love with someone, there's not enough time in the world to discover who they are. What's their favorite color? What do they like? What foods do they like? How can I make you that food? Should I or like can I postmates it to you? You know, there's so many ways that we shower objects of affection outside of us with that love. And giving ourselves that exact same treatment is a complete rarity. And I think because in reality, I don't think I'm being overly presumptuous to say, I don't know how much how much people actually really love themselves. I think it's very common for people to have a certain level of self-hatred or self-loathing or just low self-worth in general and mad insecurity um, to not really be in a place of self-love. I think even to even truly love another person that where it's not based on ego, where it's not based on selfishness and convenience and service of self to really love somebody, even that might be more rare than we actually really think if we if we think about it, right? Um, so I'm always thinking of these like higher concept things more and more, um, really kind of soaking in the spirituality, accepting that I am a highly spiritual person and not judging myself for that, not you know, preemptively criticizing myself or condemning myself or ridiculing myself for being a spiritual person, even that, like these are all components of like my day to day. And it's been honestly a very fulfilling journey for me. It's been really bizarre that I can remove all this judgment that I used to practice on myself, all the criticizing, all the bad voices in my head, all the negative talk, all the self-doubt, all of the body shaming, all of the just nitpicking, nagging, asshole behavior that I have totally bombarded myself with in big and small ways over 30 plus years of my life, right? Um, As far back as I can remember, I've just had kind of like these nagging senses of like not being good enough. Um, And I've fed that part of me extensively, regularly. I have nourished that part of me for a really long time. So when I take the spiritual and turn it practical and I'm saying, am I nourishing myself in the right ways? And how is that showing up in the world? Exhibit A is really rough relationships. It has shown up in my romantic life as very ugly parts of me that I still am working on forgiving, um, that I've been a complete monster and been very selfish and self-righteous and um, condescending and belittling, very inconsiderate, very disrespectful 
know? I've been also a lot of good things. It's not just like to rag on myself, but just acknowledge those things. Like that is that is the consequence. Like this lack of self-love has produced versions of me that I have, I'm not proud of, that hurt, that hurt me to this day. And not just the last relationship, definitely the last relationship, but all previous relationships before that, that when I look back and see my immaturity and see that lack of self-love, that was not there as a foundational root in which love for others could even grow, I feel ashamed. Um, And then, therefore, I need to work on forgiving that. And that's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But this is, like, the space that I'm trying to create, the, um, the dialogue I'm having within myself, the challenges that I'm grappling with, to really find peace with and giving myself even space to give myself space. I mean, it can go on forever. It's it's a it's a process, right? You're never gonna be done with it either, accepting that, but just know that you can make progress and that you can do the thing. Same way that I would invest into my craft of being an actress, right? Like going to school for that and getting up and rehearsing and sparring with others creatively so that I can become better skilled at being a good actress that if I got a script I could read it I can memorize it I could understand the character and then I could put my ass in front of a camera and just slay you know that takes time and practice and it's a skill and I think it's the same thing that it goes with all of our habits our bodies our minds our hearts and souls I think it's all same it's same same and I have been very fortunate in this weird cosmic way to have the space during this crazy ass time of coronavirus during a pandemic when it does feel in so many ways that the whole world is at a weird standstill that we're in this time warp and we're in this cloud of uncertainty and instability and fear that somewhere in all of that I'm starting to find peace that I'm starting to find ways to put the pedal to the metal, to have the rubber meet the freaking road and do the work that it takes to find that love. Um, And who knew that I would get here from a Justin Bieber song, right? Like who knew? But here we are and I'll take it. I'm not even gonna like, I just laugh about it because life is funny that way. Like random stuff has brought me to the most random destinations and I freaking love all of it. When I look back on the serendipitous synchronicities that brought me to every wonderful person that has ended up being significant in my life, it's a miracle. Like, it's just miraculous. There's no other way to put it that you could take something so insignificant as a chance meeting or uh, an ice cream that you share or an Instagram post that you posted that inspired someone. Who knows? Or podcast, like me just speaking my mind has brought different people and different experiences into my life that I never could have imagined or written, you know? And it's just, it's so beautiful for that. And I'm just overwhelmed with love and appreciation because in spite of all of the shittiness and in spite of all of the hardship and the pain, what I'm left with is all of this this beauty and all of this love. And I'm glad that I can appreciate that because I think it's going hand in hand with me learning how to appreciate that even despite my flaws, 
my many shortcomings, all the growth that I still have yet to do, that I'm learning how to appreciate myself, that I'm learning how to direct the same level of care towards my own self in a twofold manner. A, just because it feels better to love myself. It feels more peaceful. It feels less stressful and less chaotic. I'm saying less because it's not saying not chaotic because it still does feel chaotic. Okay, I'm not saying that it's like the the thing to solve all the things, but I do feel a significant difference in how I felt months prior where, you know, I was struggling to be in a relationship with somebody who is just as human as I am, but I wasn't equipped to do it. And I was demanding things of somebody else that I was not providing for myself. And that's a huge wake-up call because it's different to hear the cliches and hear all of these quotes and all these recommendations and all these other things of like, yeah, you need to love yourself. But when push comes to shove and you're actually in it, when you're actually feeling it, you're actually experiencing it, man, that is, it really is on a different level. And I, I'm putting this out there into the universe because maybe these are going to be seeds that are planted in your brain, or maybe you're going through it right now and you just need somebody who can understand or commiserate with what you're going through. But I also hope that I am planting seeds because at some point when you're ready, you will reach that point. Those seeds will blossom, they will grow, and you will have this, these self-discovery moments and these awakenings. And it's going to be it's going to be insane, you know? Um it'll be different than maybe what you expected. This is definitely different than what I had anticipated. In my immaturity and in my youth, I had always kind of imagined this knight in shining armor. I wanted my prince, I wanted my king, I wanted all these rescuers and I wanted um just you know <laughs> in true disney form just to be lavished love upon my beautiful self and just be you know treated as a goddess who knew that the rescuer like the hero that you needed that i wanted this whole time was myself that in and of itself is like the new discovery that we're going through right you can't have other people rescue you you got to do it yourself and that's the right hero in my mind and then when you save yourself, other good things start coming in. Other people can come to you because in true law of attraction form, like attracts like. I have been uh, reconciling myself with myself, healing my relationship with me, learning how to love me. Honestly, not even like like before, quote unquote, because I never ever loved myself like this before. And... um showing myself that grace and that patience and that uh, protection and that just like holding it down for myself, I genuinely feel like my life is changing. And um, that is yet to be seen. One practical outcome that I've been feeling a little bit um, hesitant to, to say publicly, I guess, because I do feel so much weird guilt around it, but I've been doing really well with work. I've been booking voice work, like jobs that, I don't know, like who ever thought that I would be here being a voice actor and making my living off of consoling the state of Georgia for Georgia power, you know, being called upon. They sought me out because they're like, we want her to 
be that voice. And I take that very seriously. It's it's an opportunity. It's money. Yes, it's all those things. It is literally keeping me sustainable. But it's also a huge responsibility. And I do translate, honestly, in the weirdest way, my voice. Even on this podcast, you guys, I'm talking to you. I don't even know most of you. And I'm sure there's lots of listeners out there I have never met and may never meet. But I feel like I know you and I'm talking to you personally. If you're listening to this, I am talking to you. And this whole self-love thing, it is not just about making me feel good. It's because I feel good when I can help others feel good. And when I'm right with myself, I am clear in expressing myself. I am more confident in my voice, in what I have to say. I'm not shrouded in insecurity. I'm not scared of the criticisms, these like hypothetical criticisms that have not even occurred in my life, but I'm just like preemptively scared of. That fear dissipates. Like, I don't know. When I get these auditions, I feel like in a very cosmic, spiritual way, maybe I'm booking them because I actually feel the words that I'm saying, right? And that translates to what gets recorded and sent to an agency that could or could not hire me, pay me money to be the voice of their brand or their product, which again, to me, I have looked at as like before just an opportunity for me to make money, build my resume, X, Y, Z. But when I think about it, when I realize what I'm doing as a voice artist, what I'm doing as a podcast host, is I'm putting my voice, my soul, the vibrations of my energy into a recorded format and out there to be consumed. And that's a big-ass deal. I don't take that lightly. And I do think there is probably some connection to my energy and my vibrations improving as a human being, as Minji Chang, as like me as an individual, that is attracting good things into my life like jobs. You know, like it's a basic premise of like, would you want to work with you? You know, would you, if you're struggling with work and your career, are you are you being the kind of person that, you know, you would hire, that you would promote? Are you working well with others? Are you showing up on time? Are you reliable? Are you, do you have integrity? Are you transparent? Are you turning out quality work? Do you, do you embody? Do you have excellence? Like all of those things start within us. You know what I'm saying? And the more that we keep reaching outward, and I'm saying this not in like the soapbox, I'm telling you this from like from my soul, from my experience. When we're trying to get all of that from the outside, there is a finite limit to that. And there's a disingenuous, disconnected nature to that too. It's not coming from you. You're seeking it from some, from the outside. And to some degree, it can take you relatively far. I feel like I've gone pretty dang far in that format, always striving for that next carrot, like reaching for the next achievement, wanting this next approval, wanting this love from this external entity, from this guy, from this guy, from this guy, uh, from my parents, whatever, and not having it in and of myself, giving it to myself between me and myself and me and God. Um, and there is a shift that's happening. And that's an example that I'm sharing in terms of jobs that I'm booking in a very fragile time where I'm doing jobs to literally guide and console companies. I'm being I'm speaking on behalf of these companies to like speak to their employees or speak to the general public. Uh one that I recorded actually today that I I think I'm at liberty to share. Maybe I shouldn't even say it, but it's for a very very big beauty chain store. There's multiple so I yeah. But you know this store. Um and I'm basically, I recorded the entire 
if it's commercial or video or what they're sharing with the entire public of how they're going to reopen their stores. That's a big deal. I'm not trying to say that to like make myself seem big. I was just overwhelmed of like, oh my God, this is my job. I have to be the voice for this gigantic national corporation on how to reopen their stores in the middle of pandemic so that people don't feel unsafe or that they could die or spread this disease to other people. I'm just like recognizing the gravity of that. And in recognizing the responsibility, I then turn inward. I'm like, okay, then I got to bring the best of myself to the table. I cannot be distracted. I need to be focused. I have to do visualizations. I have to be there in terms of who am I speaking to? What do I want them to feel? I have to be that and I have to execute. That's my job. That's my job in recording this this voiceover thing. That's how seriously I take it. And um, luckily it went really well. But what why I'm saying this is like it comes back to our inner selves, right? And whoever you are and wherever you are at in life, as intimidating and as big of a thing that can feel like to go inward and start really addressing and unpacking all these things about yourself, um, it's not to take away from that. And I don't want to ever treat it as like a small thing. However, the vital nature of this, like the magnitude of what it can do for a person and in the short amount of time and the turnaround and the results that I have felt and seen in my life as a result of this work, I cannot emphasize more in terms of what I encourage for people I care about, which is ideally everybody. Even the people who are protesting with guns at the Michigan State Capitol, which I think is so ridiculous and stupid and it makes me insane with rage. But I still care about them. I don't want them there. I don't want them jeopardizing their lives. I don't want them threatening the life of the governor who's just trying to do her job. I still care. I don't want them to die unnecessarily, even though they push me to my limits. Swear to God. But I do care about people because we all impact each other. Those crazies out there, they still have families. You know, they die or they do something stupid, that's going to traumatize their family. So inherently, I do care about them and their well-being. I don't want them to damage and create more pain and strife when we already have enough as it is. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, this again is longer than I expected, but I'm going to roll with it uh, because this is what I've really wanted to say for a long time. Something as simple and as silly as singing yourself a love song can be the beginning. It can be the tiny little pebble that starts rolling down the hill and becomes like this giant, or it's like the snowball effect. Um, It can be the tiny thing that becomes a much bigger thing. And you never know until you try. So I really want to encourage people to just give it a shot. And this means setting aside your own pride, your own ego, your own sense of like self-criticism or, you know, just feeling like, oh my God, like rolling your eyes at it. Honey, I've been there too. Trust me. Okay. If there's anybody more judgmental, I would, I actually don't want to meet them. Um, But suffice it to say, I, I have my own set of reservations and like, feeling like I'm above something or something sounds so lame and dumb. Even when it sounds cool, I still find reasons not to do it. Even when you know it's good, people always find reasons not to do it. But let this be like the thing that you know could be good and might be good and would be actually really funny if it was good and actually trying it. Like what better time 
than now, right? There's so much that's happening. And I'm not trying to be morbid about it, but really the reality is that I'm accepting is that life could be shorter than I expected. I might not make it to be 100 and die in my bed asleep like Rose DeWitt Bicator from Titanic. I could go sooner. It really could be over sooner. So in light of the fact, time is short. Life really is short. Even if you live to be 100, 100 years is, in the grand scheme of things, not that long. And with all the things I want to do in life, it does feel kind of short, even if I went to be 100. Um, So yeah, just give it a shot. And secondly... I really did want to kind of go into the inner child work. But I wonder if that's better for a separate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I love you. But this went on longer than I expected. I'm going to leave you dangling once again because your girl is tired. I'm going to practice self-love and I'm going to go to bed. Um, We will talk about the inner child work because that was that was really life changing. This one's just about singing yourself a love song. Because you're stuck with you. (laughs) You are. Um, No matter where you go and no matter who you're interacting with, whether that's a lover or a friend or colleague or stranger, you are stuck with you. You are your common denominator. You are the one that's going to be interacting with all the relationships around you. And you're the one in the quiet moments that will be with you and when you're hurting and when you're scared and when you're angry and when you're happy you know be your friend be a friend to yourself I'm learning that right now in real time as we speak I am not easy ladies and gentlemen I can be very difficult very stubborn and very moody and very dramatic and very like turbulent. And I have a lot of baggage, you know, and I'm very ambitious and I have a lot of things I want to do. And like realistic, I'm like, girlfriend, settle down. You can't do it all. But I'm trying to find a way to do it all, squeeze it in somehow. But I'm only going to be able to do that if I am my own ally instead of my own, you know, villain or challenger. I can even be a friendly challenger, but I still want to be my own friend. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, thank you for tuning in, for listening to this. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk on singing yourself a love song. And shout out to Ariana and Justin for honestly just making a really cute song that inspired a whole train of thought so that I could express myself honestly with this audience that I appreciate so much. Honestly, there are so many minutes in the day and the fact that people care to spend those minutes listening to me talk is absolutely mind-boggling but I appreciate it and what I want to do what I want to do in in order to honor the time that you're taking to hear me out is give you something of value and give you something substantial so that you can take that away and water whatever seeds have been planted in your brain to do good by yourself so that you can do good by others and I genuinely see it as a win-win situation I don't like situations that are not win-win and the reality is there have been times where I like gave too much of myself in a very foolhardy, very foolish, well-meaning, but naive way. And in a lot of ways, in an insane way, like seriously applying the same behavior over and over again, expecting a different outcome, which we all know is the definition of insanity. Um, and just not taking that step back and be like, okay, I need to stop. I just need to stop it. What am I objectively doing to harm myself? 
hurt myself? And what can I do in light of that to help myself? What can I do to make my life better? Because clearly I'm getting disappointed in various ways by relying on other people to do it. And realistically, they're dealing with their own lives. So is it? it's not even reasonable for me to expect other people to fix it for me. And that's not even like the most empowering way that I want to go about it. You know what I mean? Like, let's Michelle Obama this stuff. Let's persevere. Like, let's do right by us. By the way, I'm in the middle of watching Becoming, and it's just, she is magical. I love Michelle Obama. She's one of the women that I just really love and admire so much. So when I see people like that, you know, it comes back to, let's just do this. Let's go the whole nine yards, and let's do it for ourselves. And in that, the byproduct will be, it will be win-win for everybody. I want to be a blessing to others, and I would love to be blessed myself. I'm ready to receive that. So if this podcast spoke to you in some real way, which I hope it did, uh, and you feel like somebody else can benefit, share with a friend. Um, And if you have feedback for me, if you have questions for me, hit me up, okay? Um, Working on the social media. I know I've said that a million times, but I'm really doing it because self-love. And uh, you can follow me at First of All Pod on Instagram, my personal pages at Minjeezy. And uh, you can email me, like I said, at firstofallpod at gmail.com. Send me your questions. Send me your commentary. Uh, And if you enjoyed it, I would truly appreciate if you subscribed and leave a five-star review. There have been a few reviews lately, and they've warmed my little heart. In the middle of all of this madness, it has been really, really wonderful. I appreciate the reviews. I appreciate the support. And thank you to my Patreon patrons uh, for holding it down and supporting me through and through. We've been having weekly Google Hangouts that have been life for me. And I have some really great episodes coming up with Patreon patrons that have become friends. And it's really great. And we're going to have some good discussions to share with all of you. Thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. Thank you for holding it down. And this episode has its intro and outro to Travis Atreo's song, Set Free, uh, which I'm so grateful was written uh, because Travis thought of me. And that was like, this is such a beautiful, it's honestly one of the best gifts I've ever gotten from a friend is like that I inspired art. Um, but yeah, set free means a lot to me. And even if it wasn't about me, I freaking love it. And it's very meaningful in terms of our journeys as people and awakening and taking action and living our best lives in the truest way. Not like live my best life on Instagram way, which also could be that, but living truly our best lives with peace, with clarity, with humility, with gratitude and with love. So yeah, thank you to Travis for letting me use your song. Um, and I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective. Go check out the other podcasts. Uh, there were collective Asian American podcasters and storytellers. I really need to check out this K drama one. I am going to attempt watching Crash Landing into You. Don't judge me. Everybody's been raving about it. I'm curious. It's been more than a decade since I've watched a full K drama. So even though the premise is absolutely insane and ridiculous about a South Korean heiress paragliding into North Korea, are you freaking kidding me, world? Um, yeah, we're going to give it a go. So, But there is a really wonderful K-drama podcast. Check that out if that's what you're into. There's some funny stuff out there. People are getting very creative, sharing lots of their, their brilliant minds. So go check it out and be entertained. 
be inspired. And yeah, you can find, first of all, I've already come so far this outro, but if you haven't found me already, you can find me at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, and everywhere else you find podcasts. And I believe that's it. So thank you for tuning in for this episode. Thank you for being a human being who is trying their best to make it through because it's not easy, but we're all trying to do the dang thing. So I believe in you. Take care of yourselves. Be healthy. Be safe. Wear your mask, social distance, wash your freaking hands and just protect yourselves and protect the ones you love. Right. Oh, and fill out the census. If you live in the United States, census 2020. More info on that to come. I love all of you. Take care. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Kathy, Kim! Steve? What's going on? Tell me, what do you know about K-dramas? Oh, um, they have something to do with the drama that comes from K-cup coffee pots? Because you know they're bad for the environment? Uh, No. Oh, you mean Korean dramas? Yeah, I know that they are very grounded in reality. No, that's actually the opposite of what happens. It it sounds like you don't know anything about K-dramas. Yeah, I was just guessing. That's actually perfect. Remember Will, Phil, and Joanna did that Korean drama podcast? Yeah, they saw Boys Over Flowers. Yes, and people apparently listen to it and want another season. But Will and Phil are still recovering from that season. Oh my god, are they okay? I did hear they tried to give themselves amnesia. Oh, is that a K-drama thing? Yeah, pretty much. So, are you guys down to help out with the new season of the Korean drama podcast? So we're going to be watching a K-drama this time? Which one? Secret Garden from 2010. It was a big hit. And if you're down, check out the Korean Drama Podcast at koreandramapod.com. Kaja! Am I going to see sauna towel buns?